1: Mark chapter 5, we'll read verse 1 to 20. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they had met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tomb. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him. And the was broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was on the mountains and in, in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Verse 11. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Verse 17, Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis, all that Jesus had done for him, and all marveled. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text that we are reading, taken from this morning, is a very interesting text in the scriptures, recorded by more than one of the evangelists that wrote the, um, the Gospels. Matthew has it, Mark has it, Luke has it. And um, it captures quite a bit of what um, we've been trying to look at in a couple of days. We will be learning quite a few things from there. But what, what I want us to begin from, you know, to take note, maybe it's from the conclusion here, is where they said in verse 17 that they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Praise the Lord. They began to plead with him to depart from their region. For a couple of weeks now, we have been looking at Jesus as property. Okay, the name of Jesus as currency. So uh, Peter and John said, we do not have this, but we have this. So Jesus can be had. And Jesus, if he can be had, then he can be had not. Is it possible? Is that correct? If he can be accepted, then he can be rejected. Praise the Lord. If he can be trusted, then he can also not be trusted. Okay? He does not work automatically. He does not work composed really. Okay? Very important. Critical thing that we learned on Wednesday is from Romans 12. Romans 12, the Apostle Paul speaking to us said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that what should I do? That I present my bodies, what? My body and our bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is what? My reasonable service. You know, the way I read this is I say, which is only reasonable, which is rational. Praise the Lord. And then the next verse, verse 2, begins to say something. And it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? It says, So then that I may be able to do what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what Paul is saying here? Paul is saying that, All these mercies of God, these great things, all these wonderful things God has done for me and done for you. If I am conformed to this world, I will not prove it. But if I am transformed, if my mind is transformed, then I'll begin to prove it. Praise the Lord. So he is property, but he needs to be unloaded. He needs to be applied. He needs to be used. That's why the Apostle Paul says that I may know him. Praise the Lord. He says, I forget the things which are behind. I press forward towards the mark of the upward call that is in Christ Jesus. Okay? I am trying to discover as much of him as possible. Because even though he's the same to each and every one of us, the benefit you draw will be different from the benefit he or she draws. Depending on the way, the depth of the revelation, praise the Lord, or the encounter or the relationship is also captured in the parable of the seed and the sower if you read that parable the seed is the same praise the lord the sower is the same what determines the fruit or the output is the condition of the source praise god so it's the same way with our relationship with christ god loves the whole world for god so loved how many of us the world everyone created everyone in the world that he gave his only begotten son That whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. There is room in heaven for every human being God created. When our Lord Jesus Christ says, in my Father's house there are many mansions, he was saying that there is enough mansion for every creature of God. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that God created, God has reserved a place in heaven for him or her. Now, if the person does not make it, It is not that God doesn't want him to. In fact, it is the wish of God. He does not delight in the death of the wicked at all. Praise the Lord. So we began to see that unless we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Because you see, one of the things we learned also is that when you own property, the property somehow owns you. Okay? We know we don't want it to say that this person's money... Is owning him. But you see, when you own a property, there's a responsibility that it draws from you. That responsibility constrains you. The constraint does not have to be negative. And we use a simple illustration for those who have lived in Lagos. If you've lived in Lagos before, you will see times that you wish you were not in your own car. You'll see times you wish you were in a bus or in a boat or in an Oba or some other person's car. So you can just get down and make your appointment. I've missed flights okay now I didn't miss the flight what happened it wasn't my car so I got down and entered Okada I was very close those of us who know Lagos that uh, other route inside the Keja GRA that they used to go to the airport the airport was about three minutes away but we are spent over one hour in this traffic at a point I had to get down board an Okada and the Okada didn't take three minutes to get me to the airport now if it was my car I will miss the flight you know why because I can't abandon my car. But because it wasn't my property, okay, he didn't own me. So I was able to be free. But when Jesus owns you, or rather when you own Jesus, he also has to own you. Now there are situations and circumstances that you have to make a choice. Do I continue to hold on to Jesus and lose this? That is that thing that he begins to say, no one of us can be his disciples Unless what? We first of all deny ourselves. As long as you try to hold to yourself, you cannot hold to Jesus. And it's not that he doesn't love you. He loves you more than you love yourself. But he understands the trick of the enemy. Which is what we're going to see here as we go on. Praise the Lord somebody. Okay? Verse 1. Let's read verse 1. Verse 1 says, Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the gatherings. And what it was, when I saw this verse 1, was this, they came to the other side. And I think the Holy Spirit wants to talk to someone. That's why he's bringing me back to it. He said, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And he referred me back to Mark 4.35, just the previous chapter. Somebody read what is in Mark 4.35 for me. It says, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, what? Let us cross over to the other side. Do you know what happened in between that statement and this verse 1? Do you know that it was as though they will never make it? Do you know that there was a storm? Do you know there was a wind? Do you know the disciples cried out and said, Master, we are perishing. In spite of the experience of these men on the journey, the word of the Lord came to pass. God said to tell somebody, The word I have spoken to you will come to fulfillment in the name of Jesus Christ. Take it as settled. You see, it says, then they came. The time will come when you will enter into the promise. A lot of storm, a lot of things are happening. The wind and all, the, all kinds of things are happening. But if the word has proceeded forth out of his mouth, it will not return to him void. Remember, Lord Jesus Christ says, heaven and earth will pass away, but not a judge. You know why? Because the heaven and earth was created with his word. So, word cannot cancel word. Is somebody getting it now? He spoke the heavens into being, and then he's spoken a promise to you. So, do not worry. The word and his promise will come to pass. That is why, you know, there are some things you read in the Bible, and sometimes you're trying to put it together. But the Holy Spirit helps you, and you begin to see. So, Jesus says to the disciples, whosoever shall leave father, mother, and all of that, and follow me, shall receive a hundredfold. And then you read the Bible. I don't know if you ask questions when you read the Bible. I do ask questions. And then sometimes we talked about James on, on Wednesday. And I said, but James, James was, you know, beheaded before anything. Started happening. He said, yes, heaven and earth may pass away, but not a jot." You've not seen the end of James. Many of us, our end hasn't been seen. Praise the Lord, somebody. By the time your last story is told, it will be said like Joshua that not one word. Not one promise of the Lord concerning you has gone unfulfilled. Somebody say amen to that. Our God is faithful. Our God is very, very faithful. Dependably faithful. Reliably faithful. Unquestionably faithful. Hallelujah. So they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the gatherings. Jesus had an assignment there, and he could not be stopped. The assignment he has given to you will fulfill. That thing for which he raised you, you will accomplish it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, as the God investor says, immediately they came out of the boat. Immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Look at the description of this man's problem. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and they couldn't even tame him. Tame means now the way that would handle a wild animal to bring some form of control and response. And always, verse 5 says, night and day, he was on the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. However, verse 6 says, when he saw Jesus from afar, what did he do? He ran and worshipped him. You see, I I think it's the Hebrew people that said that fire, they burn, he get respect. When fire meets pot, what does he do? He leaves the pot and goes to burn what is inside the pot. Say demon flex. we say Jesus never come. Tell somebody, when Jesus appears in the situation, is someone with me? Fire, they burn, they burn. He get respect. He will leave the pot and go and burn your rice. He will leave the pot and go and burn your soup. Isn't it? He has respect. Look at all that the demon was doing with this man. But when he saw Jesus, the Bible says he ran and did what? And worshipped him. You see, to be a Christian is to know who God is. I can't, you know, quote that enough. This is eternal life that you may what? Know Him. The only true God There is only one God At that, Doctor keeps. Saying, he says there is only one center of power If you know that I'm telling you Stability will come to your life In Genesis 17 verse 1 The Lord speaking to Abraham says I am almighty God He says walk before me And be blameless What he was saying is this If you settle with me Don't worry about others That's Christianity I am almighty God Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God was speaking. He says, I am almighty God. Abraham, walked before me. Be blameless. Forget the rest of the story. That's the beginning and end of Christianity. You meet him. You know him. You trust him. Forget the rest. You know, I'm always, you know, surprised when I see the attention that Christians give to the devil and to demons and to all kinds of things, enemies. Many times when they are praying, enemies, enemies, I try to search. I can't find my enemies. They are not in my horizon. I can't see them. They are not in my radar. Is someone hearing me? They are not in my radar. That's the simple truth. I see so much of God. The Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the world. There's a way you enter a secret place. The only thing you can see is who is in that secret place with you. I'm not on God's balcony. Is somebody hearing me? He that dwells, Psalm 91, you can put it for us on the screen, Psalm 91 verse 1. And, and if possibly, you may put it in the uh, Amplified version, please. It talks about shall remain stable. When you enter the secret place, your fellowship with which, The challenge is that many Christians don't see enough of God. That's why we have room to see many things. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain what? What is the cause and the you know, root of stability? Where you're living. Who you're living with. Shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, "Whose power, what? No foe can withstand." It changes everything. God said that to Abraham at the early time in his journey. I am Almighty God. I'm the only one who can do and undo, and the only one who can accelerate and decelerate, and the only one who can cancel, and the only one who can establish. Focus on me. Can you help me preach to your neighbor and say, "Focus on him." Focus on him, yes As though that were not enough In Revelation 1 verse 8 The Lord now at the conclusion of the book of, The entire book of Revelation of God's will The Bible He began to say to John He says, I am Alpha and Omega Better, I am the Alpha And the Omega Every other Alpha is just acting I am the That means I plotted it I am the Omega I will finish it I am the beginning and what? I am the end. I am the one word who is, who was, and who is to come. I am present, I am past, I am future, I am present, participating, I am continuously. (laughs) Do you understand? This is God. This is your God. Can we just appreciate our God? Is not your neighbor, is my God. Do you understand? It's my God Because you, see, you can so be Overburdened with problems When you don't see God Look at what this man was suffering Look at the experience of people He says the people They had tried, not one person To bind him, to tame him To do all of that But no one could do that But when Jesus came Even before a word was spoken He ran and worshipped him Hallelujah Okay, we'll continue in the text. So, he ran and worshipped Jesus and cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For Jesus had said to him, that, that's what it is. So I, actually, verse 8 happened before. It says, come out, from, come out of the man unclean spirit. Okay. Verse 7 says, This demon now began to speak and says, What have I to do with you? jesus son of the most high god if you have your bible open you will notice that this happened in chapter 5 of the book of mark and you know if you read further after this account you will see those that jesus was trying to tell i am the son of god doubting him now i want you to see something here i called it common demon sense the bible says You believe there is one God. He said you do well. The demons also do what? They believe. And they go further than you. They tremble. Do you understand? It's demon sense. Demons have it. Now this is the demon saying what? He said you are what? Jesus, the son of the most high God. The Pharisees didn't believe this. Even doubting Thomas didn't believe until he put his hands. But the demons knew and believed. You know, as I read this, I was challenged. I said, how can demons be so quick to believe? But it didn't even stop there. There was something the demon, that was the one that caught my attention. Let's look at Matthew 8, 29. The account in Matthew 8:29. This was what the demon said to him. We are going to come back to this one. The demon said to him, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before their time? So the demons understood timing. They understood that there was allowance now to flex for them. But at a time was coming. And you know what the Bible says to you? And The Bible says it is appointed unto man what? wants to die and thereafter the judgment. Listen, if men knew half of what the demons know, the world would change. I was listening to somebody and the person was saying that if you knew, you will reap everything you sow. You will be so wise. If you knew. That one, you don't even need to believe because the Lord has said today, say, while the earth remaineth, sit time and (laughs) what? It will never cease. If you knew, the challenge is we don't reap immediately after we sow. So men live their lives continually thinking they can sow and dodge. But the demons knew that their judgment was coming. They just knew there was time before it. That's why they confronted Jesus. They argued. Brought, you know, the Bible says, bring forth your strong reasons. The demon said, have you come? We know we are going to be punished. But the time is not now. Allow us to flex. Allow us to, you know, finish. Let us fully end, end our punishment. Now, am I that smart? We've been having a lot of cases of, you know, marital, all kinds of issues in marriage. And, and let me tell you one of the things that helped me in marriage. You know, by the mercy of God, I have a son. By the mercy of God, I have a daughter. Okay? So, when I treat my wife the way I treat her, I picture my daughter's husband. How do I want him to treat my daughter? It's as simple as that. You know, I use my daughter and do a uh, man U football. Can I do that? I'll be crazy. Now, what we are seeing here is this. Part of what we are going to learn here is that the same way you see a man... He's a local man he's a village man you see the same man he's a refined man he's in the city you see the same man he lives in a skyscraper you know in the high brow area of uh, uh, New York City he's still a man isn't it the only thing is that the things about him have have been refined the same way demons operate in different ways the demon we saw here is the bushman demon this demon is a bushman in fact he's not a bushman he's a grave man this demon made the person that he possessed To what? Dwell in the tombs, okay? But there are demons that live amongst us with their people, isn't it? But when they behave, when they speak, you know this cannot be normal. You have worked in offices with people that you don't understand where they're getting their inspiration from. It's the same thing because part of what we read was this, verse two of our text, Mark five says, there was a man who dwelt in the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit. Every human being has a spirit. The spirit can be the spirit of God and the spirit that is not from God, isn't it? Now, when a man is being controlled by the spirit that is from God, what you're going to see is the fruit of the spirit. When a man is being controlled from the other spirit, there will be degrees of refinement. Is someone following now? So this man will tear his clothes. Some of these people will not tear their clothes, but they'll make sure they buy the ones that don't cover them. I didn't, I'm not looking in it. I'm just seeing the camera. <laughs> Ah, God have mercy. I saw one one sister one day. She was walking like this. I said, it's her size, not in the market. Why will you buy someone's size and then be busy pulling? You can't even walk. Eh? The demon is refined. He didn't tear. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You see, behavior is not from the outside. That's what I was saying here. Behavior is not from the outside. You know, many times we, we try to change. That's what this, this text was showing me. Many times we try to change people from the outside. That's why the Bible says, he that is in Christ is not somebody that is changed. He say, he's a new creation. All things have what, passed away. All things have become new. There is a transformation from the inside. In Ezekiel, we're told that he's going to take away the heart of stone and put in us, what? A heart of flesh. God's changes start from inside. It starts from your judgment before it gets into your manifestation. It starts from your values. So this man had problems. Everybody knew he had problems. And everything that were doing was coming from the outside. They wanted to, you know, tie him, but he would tear it away because the nature inside was too radical, too, too mad to be constrained. And that's what we succeed when we make a lot of laws and don't do this and don't do that and don't do all of that. We try to constrain people and force people into a mode. But little do you know that the bad thing that is mad, no matter how small the space you keep him inside, he will be mad inside that space. But when a transformation comes from the inside, the only thing you're going to be seeing, what, you notice at the end of that story, what did the Bible say? He said he was in his right mind. As long as the mind is not right... Every other thing I'm uh, patching, 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 patching. You're just patching. It will patch today, it will open tomorrow. It will patch today, it will open tomorrow. Many times we cancel people that need to be born again. Did you hear what I said? Many times we are canceling people. Don't do this. Why don't you do that? These people just need to be born again. They need to have their minds reset. They need to catch the revelation that on Wednesday we said we they need to see the kingdom when you see somebody behaving in a particular way oh are there young people in, in are the ambassadors with us here today okay they're not here when I was in secondary school I attended a mixed school okay and when school was in session I didn't have problem of you know adding weight I mean those days people were not watching weight, but I didn't have problems of adding weight because when we get to the hall to eat okay see our foolishness when we get to the hall to eat, you know, we're at that teenage age where we had become aware. The girls don't care that we are there. They will pack their food, eat to the full. We will be doing guys for the girls. If the pool says it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Then we just sit down, eat more, eat more. Then get up and bounce and jive, and they will feel we are guys. The girls will eat, go for second helping, eat then we who the guys but meet us where the girls are not when you remove the girls meet us eating you know that these boys are hungry what was the difference what we saw you see a man behaves the way he's seeing when you see the kingdom your behavior will change that's all I'm trying to say when you open your eyes to see the kingdom And it comes in different ways. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, who for what? The joy that was set before him. It would change everything. So, behavior is not simply by saying, I lock the door, I lock you out. You don't come in, I do this, I do that. All those things where, I I mean, where there is no possibility of introducing salvation. But a genuine encounter with Jesus will put the nature of God in a man. And when the nature of God enters a man, all of a sudden, he will delight to do his will. Now, the truth is this. Every one of us, originally, we are created in the image and what? Likeness of God. That's actually your default behavior. Sin has stained us. Sin has spalled us. And the environment we grow in has approved that sin spot nature. But when you come into God, that's why a good fellowship is important. A good church is important. Good, you know, Christian, you know, fellowship is very important. Maybe in your office anyway. Because that's where you now see that you're not abnormal. Because you're now different from the rest of the world, but you see people who are like you. If you don't have a good Christian fellowship, you will think you're so crazy that you draw yourself back into where you came out from. Someone someone him, And that's why some testimonies are very important. So you come, and the brother is sharing how you know he came home. I, I tell one of the things also that helped my marriage was many years ago, early in my marriage, I heard that Dr. Nozo tell us the story of how he had been with some of his friends. You know, he's a medical doctor, you know, I think he has some big friends visit. And then while he was with these big friends, the daughter came and said, Daddy, 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 I put, I put, come and wipe my bumble. Said He got up and said to them, excuse. And then he left his friends and went and, you know, took care of the little girl and came back and continued. It was eye-opening for me. Because if I was with my friends before then, mommy, mommy, mommy. Do you understand? That's how you respond. You see, because you don't, it would be undignifying for me to leave the fellowship of the orgas. Do you understand to go and do such a thing? But when you have the correct fellowship, all right. The Bible says, "Iron does what sharpens iron." When you hear the correct testimonies, that's why you also you are careful who you listen to. These things show you the path that you should go. So you're not unusual. So that helped me because you see, some of us are having problems not because you, you and your wife don't love each other. You're having problems because of environment. So this is what you normally do for your wife. You know, like, you know, sometimes I say that mom, she will just raise her leg and land on my own leg and re- leave it there. Now, the, the issue is this. I don't mind it too, But before then, if people were around and she did it, he say, so they'll now think I'm hard. this oh boy, come out your leg. <laughs> do you understand? But as you see that you're different, you're representing a different culture. You're representing a different kingdom. What is your business? What the people from the other kingdom think? Ideally, your difference is your strength, is your beauty. Do you know that? Say, I do this for my husband, and then you go and they tell you, ah, Amy, ah I cannot. Oh, sorry, I can. Grace has been given to me. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. Every man is operating by the spirit that is inside of him. Okay? So, so this is what we see with this man. There were efforts to walk through on him from the outside but it wasn't working it wasn't working at all until jesus came and we see how jesus dealt with the problem he said the unclean spirit what is inside of you that is causing this problem he said exit and i can't miss the point in this lesson you know we're we're just doing this so we pick the things as we see there is a way the spirit realm operates and this is very important for some young christian that is here you know sometimes you just want to wonder you know somebody says i did this i prayed and the sick was healed or you know i had this dream and i canceled it i this happened and not sometimes in your sincerity and you know you're wondering how does a man transit from the physical to the spirit jesus showed us here how did he do it what happened here he said to the man and the people who were inside of him he said come out of the man unclean spirit he spoke the language of the time. He spoke words. Let me hear you say words. Words are the operating mechanism of the spirit. I don't die, he's saying, I should die. I will not die, is saying, I refuse to die. I am healed, is saying, I claim healing. This sickness is getting worse, he's saying, this sickness should get worse. Words are the operating, I don't know which word now mechanism of the you it's words that you speak nothing else is what in this new kingdom how do you drop the load of your sins you confess it with words you don't you know cut your hands and blood will flood how do you receive healing you confess it how do you speak deliverance you speak it is someone hearing me today M- many years ago as a young christian you know you just have some experiences that and i, I will have dreams that i don't like You know, and it will almost want to worry me until one day the spirit of God said, worry you, okay? What are you doing? So they suggested, they wrote a proposal. This is how we want to destroy your life. And they showed it to you in the dream. And then you wake up, you're afraid. When you wake up, say, I reject the proposal. I refuse to accept it. I'm surrendered to Jesus. This is the path I want to go in. Somebody will think, is that all? (laughs) Hallelujah. Is that all? Let me tell you why it's all. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. the earth. And what did he say? He said, let there be what? And there is still light. How did he do it? He spoke it. Tell somebody, better start speaking. Come out of the man unclean spirit. I was careful to look. How did it happen? He told him. And then I saw that the Bible told us that the angels are waiting. Psalm 103 verse 20. Put it on the screen for us, please. It says, bless the Lord, you is angels who excel in strength. Who do his word? Look at the screen, please. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word. Now, his word is his word, okay? But what's the next one? It says, "Heeding the voice of his command. Thank God for some of the technology we have now. A lot of us have systems in our house that take voice commands. Siri, play this. I mean, Siri, call social person for me. And when you do, what does Siri do? Siri hits the voice of your command the same way as a child of God what you voice out is a command once it aligns with the word the angels will run and bring them to fulfillment is somebody here with me that is what it is so someone here dreams are disturbed when you get up thank God the thing didn't finish when you were in the dream you did, you woke up when you wake up simply you know call a meeting and say oh, in this board meeting I, as the chief executive of my life under the Lord Jesus, I disagree with this dream. This shall not come to pass. I will not say that. I will not do that. I will not be put to shame. I will not be destroyed. Is somebody getting it? You decree it, and then what will happen? The angels will hear the voice of the command. As simple as that. And somebody will say, I've done that before. If you did it before, they did not hear. When you say, "Uh, um, please, um, it cannot come. It cannot come. If I don't hear you, what do you do? It cannot come. If I don't hear you, if you call me and I don't hear, will you change my name? Will you stop calling? What will you do? You increase the intensity. So some of them, you now need to go mountain of fire on it. Do you understand? As simple as that. Come out. Some of them may need to add fasting. But the simple thing is this. The operative system in the spirit is words. You won't see a dumb native doctor. You might see lame is words. Most of them are lame. (laughs) Some are one-eyed. But they'll be able to speak. Because in the spirit realm, what they communicate is with what? With words. You know why? The words are the closest to the spirit realm. That's why Lord Jesus Christ said, the words that I speak to you, that are spirit and that life. Now, listening to this now, brothers and sisters, you, that means you also have to be careful the words you hear. Because words are spirit. You have to be careful whether it's coming in music or it's coming in a joke or whatever. You have to be careful. You have to be careful some friends. There are people that when you listen to the direction their conversation goes. I can't confess it enough. I blog people on Facebook every day. By the time you post things, I'm posting, I read it, I read it, I will just blog because I don't want such things to be entering me. You know, the Bible says, God, your heart, what? Your heart does not just feed from uh, the bread you ate. Your heart feeds from what you hear and what you see. That's why also, how many of us have noticed that Facebook, they've learned to put all kinds of adverts on your screen now? I think uh, Trump should hurry up with his own. They put all kinds of, you know, nonsense things that they just, you know, put everywhere. You have to guard what enters your even if it's by accident. Because, you see, they're making proposals to you. They're registering, whether consciously or unconsciously. I've told you here how I've learned, whenever I'm watching television now, especially the news, I have the, the, the remote control in my hand with my thumb over mute. Because if care is not taken, one day I'll come here and raise you people one song that is an advert. <laughs> You know how those adverts, they bring it You know, you're watching and they just keep bringing it The thing will just be entering Then some of the ringtones Have you noticed the ringtones also? You call somebody and they're just playing some, things, playing some things Watch yourself If you notice, in sometimes Out of your consciousness You start humming the song What has happened? They've introduced it to you And now you're bringing it out Jesus teaching us says If any man touch, let him come to me and drink And out of his belly shall walk when you begin to sing what they sang to you, that means you have swallowed it. You know, it has germinated and is bringing... Somebody say, God forbid. Words. They might seem light to you. You might watch anything, play anything, you know, do anything and think it doesn't matter. When I finish, I wash my hands, and wipe my mouth and go. No, it doesn't stop there. That's why pornography is out of the issue. He says husband and wife because that thing is, is more than words. They said a picture is what, what? I can't hear you. A picture is what? So if we are careful with words, what should we do with picture? Nothing. A thousand times more. Because you see, the words are a lot easier to get out. But pictures, may God help us. Amen. So Jesus spoke to the man, come out on clean spirit. And the Bible says, you know, before this happened, The demons begged him, verse 10, that he would not send them out of the country. I read that and I was asking the Holy Spirit, what what is this saying? Don't send them out of the country. How many of us have heard of familiar spirit? You see, what is happening here is this. These demons are creatures. They are not human beings, okay? They are spirits. The same way you and I want to be in a place of comfort. In a place where we know the road This demon said to Jesus You're sending us out now eh? But please don't send us We don't want to go and begin to learn the rope. Leave us in an environment where we have known uh, Sam We know what Sam will give Sam He will fall We know what we will give uh, Kechi And the, the matter is finished we, say, Don't send us where we will be making mistakes And committing blunders anyhow Send us to where we are familiar Let us remain here We already know what to do I'm going to show you what happened in that story because these demons were smart, but half smart, or smarter than men. They sent them to the uh, swines there. The Bible says there were about 2,000. And these demons were sent into the swine. And the Bible said the swine, they did what? They ran violently through the sleep and went into the water and drowned. That's another message. Now, a man could carry those number of demons and be sleeping and waking up. But when... It was distributed to 2,000 swine. Now, let let me tell you, how many of us know swine, pig? Let me, uh, swine might be sounding fair. Pig. Pig is dirty. Pig has no class. You give pig clean food, it will not eat. Keep it in clean environment, it will be sick. Pig needs, you know, So that's how bad, how low pig is. But pig said, demon, I won't carry you. Now, don't act short. Because men, homosexuality that men consider, lesbianism that women consider, pig won't do it, dog won't do it, cat won't do it. A lot of things that human beings do, animals will say, to That's what happened. That's why I said, Tufiapa. They say, we can't do this. They say, we'd rather die. That's why the Bible said, You have not yet resisted unto bloodshed, striving against sin. The swine said they would rather die. Every creature likes life, even if it's animals. That's why even ants, I don't know how they know. You start chasing them, they start running. Every creature doesn't want to die. Every creature. So the swine didn't want to die. They didn't want to die. But when the demons entered them, they said they would rather die than carry these demons. When you catch a revelation of the holiness of God, that will begin to be the least of your mentality. I told you the story of a man, somebody we knew many years ago. Young Christians were just talking, just, you know, very young. And the guy had issues with um, women. And he said he promised God, I don't know whether he was right or wrong, but that the next girl he's tempted to do anything with, he would just start beating her. I mean, it's a crazy this thing. But at least it shows that he knows that shouldn't be done. He's, you know, he had his issues. But it, what, what decision are you making? Never to compromise. The swine said, you demon, it, I die. And they died, they died. Die, they died. And sometimes you look at human beings and you see us do things. The discrimination we discriminate against ourselves. This person is evil. this person is also. this person is Yoruba. Animals won't do it. They won't do it. They know better. Praise the Lord. They know better, they won't do it. The greed we experience as human beings. Animals won't do it. Even the issue of leadership, I read someone, it was so true. You know, I think, I don't know whether it was two human beings that were speaking, or okay, I think it was two human beings. And one said to the other person, He said, Do you think human beings are smarter than animals? He said, Well, I don't know what the argument may be, anyone you choose. But know that no animal group would choose the dumbest and the weakest of them to lead the park. If you see any group of animals, Four, five, hundred, fifty. The one leading the pack will be the smartest, will be the strongest. It's only in human beings that when you want who will lead the pack, you say now my tribe, even if it's a fool. Now my tribe, even if it's a thief. He said animals don't do that. They will never do that. Okay? So they ran and they died. Now see what happened there. Because those demons were still in the country. When the herd or swine died, the demons were now homeless, Abi. So they had a problem. But you know what happened? The men who saw what happened went to the country and told the people, this is what had happened. They told, you remember that madman? You remember? You know, some translation says two. So whether two or whatever, they must have known them. I don't know what name they'll call them, you know. But they must have been very, very well known in the country. The man has been delivered. That's the first news. Then the second news is what? But 2,000 pig has been what? Lost. Because the demons were still operating. You know what they did? In that country, they entered into them. And they were more concerned with the loss of swine than with the deliverance of the demoniac. That's why when they came back, their judgment was, you are bad news. Whereas this was the best news that ever came near their area. But by reason of demonic manipulation, their judgment went wrong. The Bible says, when they came, they saw the man whom Jesus had killed. It says, clothed, seated, and in his right mind. They had never seen the man in those three positions. Now, that should be the thing that should fuel their judgment. And immediately they should have said, what you have done here, please don't leave us. Let's go and search out all the other issues around us. That's a normal reaction a clear reaction to the gospel but have you spoken to gospel to people who warned you who shut you out who made all kinds of excuses and to these men the only thing that mattered to them at that point was that bad business was here we have lost wine that's why they could unanimously say to him i beg leave our city and you're wondering and then I read the Bible, and the Holy Spirit will always say, when you read the Bible, read yourself. Recently, we've been looking at the treasure Jesus'. Is. And remember, one of the parables we looked at was that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure, which a man found. And for joy over it, what did he do? He went and so he was saying that these men, for the loss of their business, the opportunity cost of losing for that business, they said they don't want the kingdom. Now, the devil is so wicked. Because the person that will deliver a man from demons, will he not be able to restore the fortune of a businessman? Will he not be able to bring joy? Will he not be able to solve some problems? But they, lead to the, they, they were so short-sighted that all they saw was the price they had paid. I want to beg anyone listening to me, whatever price you will pay to keep Jesus close to you is worth it. Because you see, we've always looked at issues from the very wrong side. Whatever price it will pay to bring Jesus close, sir, please pay it. you know why? Because nobody ever stands with God and suffers loss, it has never happened. This enemy got these people and they said to the man who cured they didn't know who Jesus was, but they know that this is the man that solved the problem we couldn't solve. but right before their minds all was placing oh, sorry all that was playing, playing in their mind was we have lost. 2,000 pigs, we have lost 2,000 pigs, we have lost 2,000 pigs, we have lost 2,000 pigs. They begged him to go. And because of the nature of our God and our Savior, he will not force any man. He will not compel any people. And the same way in my private life, in your private life, in your marriage, in your business, you know, we, we have some neighbors that we have tried to help and they just don't want our help, you know, and things are bad. Things are really bad. Sometimes I, I, I'm asking, you know, should I, you know, commando and force help? But you see, the nature of the kingdom, you can't. You must not. Do you understand? You mustn't. What does the devil do? He will play up the price you're paying and downplay the benefits. Let me ask you, Saz and MERS. I don't know why I'm talking a lot of marriage today. Do you know how much peace costs? P-E-A-C-E. Do you know how much peace costs? Peace. (laughs) Listen to me. If you have to, you know, like the way they do in primary school, if you have to write, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for four pages to buy peace, write it too. Are you hearing me? Do you know how much peace costs? And the thing is this. Once a man goes, or a woman goes and says, you're my husband or you're my wife, you know what you have done? You have taken your peace and given to him to keep. Listen, if you're not ready, don't marry you. Do you understand? If you're not ready, don't marry. We are men, Abby. We have muscles. When your wife is not happy, no matter how you pretend, you cannot. No, if you like, what man you from today to you, man? If you like, hang out with the boys till the boys become elders. You, if you like, go out today and come back next tomorrow. A man whose wife is not happy with him is a man to be pitied. It's as simple as that. Please, <laughs> whatever price you will pay, do you understand? Don't be like these people that the demons were looking for where to settle. If Jesus remained in that land, what would happen? Ultimately, the demons would be country-less. So they instigated a rejection of the presence of the deliverer. So when they were saying, Jesus, go, the demons were behind them saying, yes, let him go, let him go, let him go. So that they can continue to control the environment. That voice that is telling you, kick him out, tell him off. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh Lord. The Bible said the women are the weaker vessel. Abby? Okay. But the Bible said you should dwell with them with what? The Bible says you should know how you treat them. Hmm? That they are joint what? As within the promise of life. They are co signatories. You sign for prosperity, they don't co sign. I saw so the man go, they suffer. Say, they say mandates not complete. Two to sign. In the name of Jesus, you submit the prayer. They say, Your wife is saying no, no. Do you understand? It's scripture. So the devil will put in all kinds of things. Do you know who you are? Why should she talk to you like that? Why? <laughs> the day you went and married her. I've told you people, the only regret I have in marrying my wife is that she's not 20 years younger than me. Because if I was that older than her, I can come and decree a thing and it will be established. (laughs) But now when I decree a thing, it will be subject to United Nations. (laughs) Hallelujah. Whatever price you will pay for peace. If you're born again, stolen property, you cannot enjoy it. If you're, I'm talking to born-again people. I'm going to give those who are not born-again opportunity to be born-again. If you're born-again, a simple lie will be like you're wearing stones in your shoes. Whatever price it will cost you, whatever it will cost, pay so that Jesus does not depart from the area. These demons knew that the Prince of Peace was in the community. And as long as he was there, they could no longer operate. Jesus says... I am the light of the world. As long as it was there, darkness could no longer cover the community. So, the demons had to devise a means. A legal. Demons are legal luminaries. They understand the law. So, they begged Jesus, let us not go. Then they instigated the people whom God has given authority over the earth to say to Jesus, get out of our land. And Jesus exited the land. And the demons sat back and ran the community let's rise on our feet i have an account in a similar account now another community the samaritans when they encountered jesus the bible says this community pleaded with jesus not to depart they said stay with us that's what we want as the father church. whatever price we need to pay you know i ask myself questions i say lord what is it in my life that is hindering your comfort? You know, the Bible says your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Is there anything in me that is not making you comfortable in me? At a point, I say, God, you know, should I become a Jew man? How many of us know what a Jew man is? Is my guy too much? He reminded me, say that one doesn't matter again. You've done it. You know, I'll tell you a story. After I got born again, have I told you people this? About a year into my born again, I used to be very guyish, fashionable and all of that. But after I got born again, I went into the practice of humanism. That I will wear red trousers, wear orange shoe, wear, I will not, you know, barb my hair. I just wanted to prove that I don't die. I know they say any of those things again. He <laughs> almost disturbed my wife because that's not who she married. But God had mentioned me. I said, okay, we have settled that, that you don't need it to be. But, but what I'm trying to say is this. Is there anything that the enemy might be playing up? That is making you reject the presence of the Lord. One of the things we learned recently is this. How do I get something from this God? He said, delight yourself. Is there anything that is hindering your delight, your worship, your devotion, your consecration, your enjoyment? Is there anything? Are there friends? Is there a business? Uh, many years ago, I've told you the stories of some business I was doing. And it was giving me much needed money. And it wasn't bad. But I noticed that whenever I collect my portion in this money, the presence of God in me will start reducing. I'll, know, I'll, I'll sense the disquiet of God inside of my instrument. I had to stop because I don't want to lose him. That's what Christianity is about. It's about, that's what we learned at Sunday school today, the presence of God. That's where we began from. That's where man missed it from. It says Adam and Eve, what? they hid from the presence of God. If you remain in his presence... Your weaknesses will be exchanged for strength. The the voice of accusation will be exchanged for the voice of intercession. When you remain in his presence, the things that are working against you, Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, will stand in the gap and see healing come from you. But when you run from his presence, where will help come from? Somebody needs to ask the Lord, I choose you over all else. There is a friend, there is an association, there is an activity, Whatever it is, Lord, today, I'm ready to pay the price. I don't want to be foolish. I've seen your power. I've seen your glory. I've seen your deliverance. I've seen your work. Lord, I treasure your presence. I treasure you, Jesus. Jesus, take the place that is in my heart. Remember that account when the demon-possessed man first saw Jesus. He worshipped. That's who he really was to be. But he hadn't been worshipped. Today, somebody is saying, let the worshipper in me be set free. Let the worshipper in me reign. I don't want to come and hide. I don't want to hear God and run. We saw the sons of Around and the sons of honor. When they saw the angel, they ran. I don't want to ever run from your presence. Whatever it is, Lord, let it be dealt with today. This morning is a morning of deliverance. Because somebody will say to himself, first and no more. I'm not going in that direction again. Whatever association, whatever agreement I may have entered, I renounce it in the name of Jesus. I make a choice to follow Jesus every day. Tonight, tomorrow, next tomorrow, I receive the grace. I want you to begin to pray for yourself. The Almighty, that's who he is. He says, walk before me and be blameless. I will take care of every other thing. Let's settle him. I want you by my side. I want your favor. I want your smile. I want your approval i want to turn and know that god is with me i want to lift up my eyes and see god with me i want to lie on my bed and have the quietness the peace of the lord lord i come to you today it is you that i want it is you that i treasure whatever it will cost me that's what happened to zacchaeus when jesus entered into zacchaeus's house he had to make a choice do i allow jesus to stay here and go and keep all that I kept he said no everything that will hinder the dwelling of Jesus in my house I give it away everybody that have cheated come and take it everybody that have defrauded come and take it I want Jesus to be comfortable in this house in my life in my home in my business in my career I want Jesus to be comfortable I want you to operate this thing that we've learned use words sincere words from your heart no more I want your presence stay in my home For some of us, we can begin to pray for our families. Stay in my family. No devil will be entrenched in my family. I dethrone it. I cast it out. I receive the spirit of love. The spirit of peace. The spirit of unity. The spirit of prosperity. Well-being. Health. Holiness. In my family. I stand as a deliverer in the name of Jesus. I say by me, things will change. Because I'm called by your name. Lord you've given me authority exercise that authority I need you to speak words every problem, every issue we can handle it with sincerity we can handle it in the presence of God every root, everything that is causing failure I say thus far there is a name given at the mention of which every knee should bow every tongue confess today I apply that name have you found yourself behaving in ways you don't understand Have you found yourself going out and doing things and you come back and you regret it? It's not original to you. Cast that devil out. I talked about the dream. Some of them, we do it wide awake. No more, I receive the grace. Somebody needs to cast out the spirit of fear here. Somebody, you came to church, you worship God, but you're so afraid of your future, but you can lay hands on yourself. I said, you are no more to be afraid of your future your future is in god's hands he is the one who is who was and who is to come the one you will meet in your future is not failure it's god your future is in god's hands the future of your family is in god's hands the future of your career is in god's hands cast away the spirit of fear i'm no longer afraid you're afraid of your health you're afraid of your finances whereas there is god in heaven i will not I will raise my eyes beyond the hills. I will raise my eyes beyond the information that is available. I will raise my eyes to the God of heaven and earth. To the one who is almighty. To the one whose words and promises will surely come to pass. I need you to speak. No more. Fear, who is in control? Who says a thing and brings it to pass? And the Lord did not command it. Kaposhe, we started by saying this is the day the lord has the maker of the day his promise and his will is what i want be exalted oh lord in my life father we thank father we thank i want to point out something and i'm done how many of us remember the city that after the when the persecution started that the deacon went to and preach and all manner of things were happening there which city was that it was the samaritan city it was samaria now this is what they did before then the samaritans came to jesus after the woman had come to testify and what did they say they said to jesus stay with us they said to jesus stay with us now if you go back to the beginning of that chapter jesus was not going to samaria Jesus was going to Jerusalem but he needed to pass through. But when the disciples said stay, Jesus stayed. I'm confident he will answer you. And when he stayed, there was a deposit. Beyond what we do now, I want you to desire that Jesus will stay. Stay with me, O Lord. Stay in my home, O Lord stay in my finances oh lord stay in my business oh lord Jesus stay whatever that needs to go let it go but Jesus stay
0: You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We're sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Quarimpa Express Expressway, near next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. W dot the Fathers God bless you.